I can with truth assure you, I heard bullets whistle, and believe me, there was something charming in the sound. George Washington to his brother, following the Battle of Jumonville Glen in 1754. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and everyone knows that George Washington led the Continental Army in the American Revolution, became the first president of the United States, and ended up on both the quarter and the dollar bill. There are also a lot of longtime myths about Washington, like that he chopped down a cherry tree and once threw a silver dollar across the Potomac River. In fact, I've dealt with some of these on previous episodes. Today, we're going to look at something that a lot of people have never heard of, however, and that's the question of whether a young Lieutenant Colonel George Washington in 1754, 22 years before the American colonies declared independence, actually started the French and Indian War with the resulting wider European conflict called the Seven Years' War. Let's take a look. That Washington actually did trigger the French and Indian War is a view held by many historians. The accounts of the pivotal incident are sometimes conflicting, but the story is basically that in May of 1754, the then 22-year-old Washington set out with a force of around 100 Virginia militia to enforce Britain's claim to the Ohio Valley against the encroaching French. On the morning of May 28th, Washington and a party of 30 to 40 soldiers came upon a French camp that it had been initially spotted by their Iroquois scouts. Washington said in his report to his superiors that he and his men opened fire when they saw the French scrambling for their muskets. In what later became known as the Battle of Jumonville Glen, the British force defeated the French in around 15 minutes with 10 French soldiers killed. The question of who fired the first shots remains a mystery that has been debated for over 250 years with some accounts claiming it was one of his Native American allies and others reporting that it was Washington himself. Regardless of who fired first, it was Washington's command and thus his responsibility. Such a minor skirmish would normally not have had far-reaching repercussions, except for an event that happened after the brief battle ended. The French force was led by Joseph Coulon de Villiers de Jumonville, a French-Canadian officer and diplomat. He carried a diplomatic summons from the French crown ordering Washington to leave what they considered French territory. Ironically, Washington had delivered a similar summons to the French only a few months earlier. Given this, once captured, the Jumonville would have enjoyed not just the courtesies extended to captured officers by both sides, but also the protections afforded diplomats. It appears that Washington did indeed extend to Jumonville all these expected courtesies though his attempt to interrogate him was hindered by their language barrier. According to several eyewitness reports, however, while the two were talking, Tanakarasun, the leader of Washington's Iroquois allies, who was also known as the Half-King, walked over to Dejumanville and split his head open with a tomahawk. Now, the Half-King's reasons for killing Dejumanville are not known. He claimed that the French had killed his family when he was a young child and sold him into slavery, which may or may not be true. He may also have feared what would happen to him and his Iroquois confederacy if the French were ultimately victorious. 
whatever the reason. He had murdered a French officer and diplomat under Washington's protection, and as a prisoner of war, there were bound to be consequences. For his part, Washington always maintained that this account was false, and that DeJumonville had been killed by gunfire early in the battle. Given that he knew what a furor the first account would have caused in France, it was certainly in his best interest to hold to his version of the story, and his concern turned out to be justified. When he heard about the incident, French Captain Coulon de Villiers, who happened to be de Jumonville's half-brother, vowed to take revenge on Washington. He attacked Washington and his small force at Fort Necessity, overwhelming them and forcing their surrender on July 3, 1754. As part of the surrender terms, Washington signed a document stating that de Jumonville's death had been an assassination, though once again the language barrier played a part. It's unlikely Washington knew this statement was included in the surrender and would surely not have signed it if he had known. The diplomatic outcry this caused on the other side of the Atlantic was swift, with even British politicians denouncing Washington for triggering a global conflict. While it is true that the events of the Battle of Jumonville Glen may have been the catalyst for a war that eventually encompassed both Europe and British and French colonies in North America, Africa, and Asia, it was just one of many events hurtling the two historic rivals toward war. The most recent trigger before Jumonville Glen was the treaty that ended the War of the Austrian Succession in 1748, the results of which left neither side happy and set the stage for future conflict. Bad blood between France and England had been simmering for six years when Washington led his men into battle, and the unfortunate killing of de Jumonville simply provided the excuse both sides were looking for. Had Washington never stumbled upon the French that day, the war could have easily been triggered by a cloud audacious enough to cross the English Channel from France to, quote, invade British soil. But it was George Washington who led the troops into the battle that ignited a fire that caused over one million deaths and ultimately ended France's time as a power on the North American continent. It's not as heroic a legacy as his later life produced, and historians will continue to argue about it, but it is a part of his legacy nonetheless. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. Thanks a lot.